Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Sticky Note Marketing, where we simplify your marketing so you can be more effective in less time. So I am your host, Mary Zarnecki. I am a marketing strategist and business transformation coach and consultant, and I am dedicated to working with everyone from scrappy startups and savvy entrepreneurs to even big brands and potentially even global brands, help them be more effective in their marketing so that you can connect more effectively with the people who need what you have to offer. So today's topic is all about the three mistakes that I'm seeing pop up a lot, especially in my community, for both small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and big businesses. These are challenges that I'm seeing businesses of all size, shape, form, different industries bump into. And so I wanted to address all three of those specifically today. So let me share a story really quickly that illustrates, I think, some of the key aspects of these three big mistakes that I'm seeing people bump into. So let me tell you a little story about going and visiting two different wine stores. So if you have followed me or you know me at all, you know that I am a big uh, food and wine fan. Obviously I live in a place that looks kind of like this painting behind me, Oregon's Willamette Valley wine country. Um, so I'm actually fairly knowledgeable. There's always more to learn, right? But fairly knowledgeable about American wines, especially Oregonian wines. So big Pinot Noir fan. But I always love learning more and I love learning about different regions from around the world. So I've been traveling recently a lot to do marketing wor workshops for different brands around the country. And when I go to a new city, sometimes it's fun to go visit a different wine shop or a specialty store that might have different food or different wines from around the world and different places that I might you know, not be able to access or might not have access to in the, the community that I live in here in Oregon. So on one of these recent trips, I stopped by two different specialty wine stores, had kind of food and wine, different things like that. And I had two extremely different experiences. So in the first store I went to, basically I was kind of looking around and, you know, trying to, you know, read some of the descriptions on the bottles. Now, if you've ever tried to shop for wine and whether you're a wine expert or a wine novice, there's not a lot of information depending on the kind of, you know, label information that people are putting on their bottles. So a lot of times we're just kind of taking a guess, right? Unless we have certain clues that we're looking for, like a specific region or varietal or vintage or, um, you know, label or brand that we know we like, but sometimes it might just be something we've never heard of before. And we're looking to potentially the, either the staff or the owner of the wine shop for their recommendations. So I was kind of poking around the first store and looking at some different labels, kind of intrigued by different um, varietals I hadn't heard of, different regions I wasn't familiar with. And there were three different employees in the store talking with each other, but not talking to me. And there was only one other customer in the store. So three employees me and one of their customers. So there was definitely plenty of space for them to come over and approach me and ask, hey, can I help you? Are you looking for anything particular? Is there anything that, you know, any questions I can answer for you? But they were just talking to each other. No one came over to me to ask any, any questions or if I had any issues with anything. So basically, I finally, I picked up a bottle, which I thought was intriguing to me, uh, dusted it off a bit, because I did notice that all of the bottles were fairly dusty, um, and brought it over to the counter. And basically I was asking the person at the counter, hey, you know, what do you think about this? I've never heard about it. I was really intrigued. I wanted to try this. Can you tell me anything about it? Have you tried it? And the woman basically said, no, I've never tried that, but hang on a second, let me ask 
the owner. Um, and so the, one of those three people was actually the owner of the store. So she called him over and he basically said, oh, you know, you have a question about this wine. He's like, oh yeah, no, I've never, I've never tried that. I got talked into it uh, by the distributor. Um, it doesn't, you know, I've never really sold many of them, but you know, the ones that are sold, no one's ever come back and complained. Okay. So I ended up buying it, you know, it was, it was not a terribly expensive bottle. And I was like, Hey, sure. You know, I'm always up for an adventure. So I tried it and it was fairly decent, but it wasn't remarkable. Right. And it, it definitely wasn't a remarkable experience right, for that store. Now, later that day, I actually had the chance to go to a different wine store and both of these, meanwhile, had gotten pretty much the same reviews online. So I went to this other specialty store, which also had food and wine. So kind of uh, more like an international kind of foodies kind of destination. And so I go in and again, the store didn't have too many people in it, but it was at least me and at least five or six other people shopping. And so I was looking at the bottles, looking at different regions, different you know areas of the store that had different varietals or, or features. And what I also thought was really interesting was they had tags on some of the shelves. That was if you like this kind of wine, something that's fruity, something that's dark, something that's sweet, something that's not sweet, you might like this wine. So they specifically were saying, hey, you know, if there's no one here to talk to you, at least here's some indication of if you know you like this, you might also like this. And I will tell you this, there was, yes, about half a dozen of us in the store shopping. And there was only two people working in the store. One of them was working at the checkout counter and then the other person was kind of rotating throughout the store. That person touched every single person in the first 10 minutes I was in that store. So they came over and specifically talked to every single one of us. Um, a couple people were there as couples. So they went over, they asked some questions. What are you looking for? Is it for an event? Is it for you? Is it for just drinking on its own? Is it for drinking with food? And listening to them ask these questions, listening to him ask these people these questions, it made him a smarter person when it came to answering and giving advice, right? So he didn't all of, all of a sudden kind of push something on them. He didn't say, oh, this is the wine that we have on special today. Would you like to try it? He asked first. He asked these questions about what are you using for? Are you looking for something that you can share with guests? Are you going to be eating it with drinking it with food? So he's asking them questions and then based on their answers was giving them the best recommendation, his best possible advice. All right, so why do I tell this story? So first and foremost, obviously, the first experience was a bit underwhelming, right? They didn't even ask me any questions and they didn't even try to push any product on me. They just were kind of like, mm, you know, if you wanna buy something, that'd be great. Um, but the second team, you know, at least the, the gentleman that was walking around the store asking these questions, he wasn't trying to push something on me, but he made me feel like the advice that he then gave me after I was answering his questions was the best possible match for my needs, my interests at that time, right? So I'm telling you this because this feeds directly into these three big mistakes that I wanted to share with you today. The three mistakes that I see so many business owners make, whether you're running a small business, a medium-sized business, or a large international business, is we can bump into these same landmines. So how do we turn these landmines into gold mines? Number one, the biggest problem I see is that there's no segmentation or ineffective segmentation. So whether or not you are a solopreneur, a single health coach working on your own, or you know a direct salesperson trying to build your business from the ground up and build your team, build your customer base, even if you are working by yourself, you still need to take the time to segment your audience, right? Because if you're selling skincare, your audience cannot be everyone with skin, right? So when I was working at Johnson & Johnson, 
in the same house, right? In the same house of Johnson & Johnson, you've got several different skincare brands, right? You've got Rock, you've got Neutrogena, you've got Clean & Clear, and they all live under the same Johnson & Johnson umbrella. Why? How does that happen? Because they've each segmented a part of the market, right? They understand specifically who they're talking to, and so therefore they're not stepping on each other's toes. Now, does that mean that someone who buys Clean & Clear will never ever buy Rock? Maybe not, but the comments, the copy, the messaging, the promise, the brand essence is aligned specifically to the target segment that they want to go after. So whether you are a small business, medium-sized business, or large business, you need to be clear on who it is that you are talking to. Who are you serving? What is the segment and the segmentation that you have chosen to go after, right? So I hear, especially from a lot of solopreneurs or um, small business owners or scrappy startups who are basically doing a lot of the work themselves, whether you're doing your social yourself, your email marketing yourself, all of your marketing yourself, a lot of us who are in this situation don't have time to waste, right? And a lot of people are like, oh gosh, Mary, I don't know how to get it all done. I never know what I'm gonna say on social. I'd post more on social, but I never know what to say. I never know what to write about. I never know what to blog about. And the problem I see with that, a lot of that root issue is the fact that they haven't narrowed down the segment enough. They haven't nailed their niche, so to speak. And so I was just talking to another woman um, actually about this and she was in direct sales and had a great product, a lot of passion for products that actually had a lot of success. But the thing is the company is empowering her with a lot of different promotions and different promotion rolls out every week. And so where she was feeling torn was how to share those promotions with her team, but also choose the right promotions for the segment, the niche that she has decided to serve. And so my best advice is to think about your segments in that way. So what about your customer base is specific? What do you know about that segment? What do they need? And then take from either uh, the promotions that you're developing, if it's your business or that your company is giving you, if it's you know a franchise or a direct sales company, specifically choose, be strategic and be protective of your segment, of your audience. So that's my best advice for mistake number one. Mistake number two is that there's no offer strategy. So a lot of people go out there and kind of, if they even look at what the needs are and then try to match up an offer, they pick just like the first need that they can identify for their audience. Instead of thinking, okay, is this the most painful issue for my audience? And is it an issue they are willing to pay to solve, right? So we need to make sure that we are picking the biggest pain point and the pain point that they're willing to pay to solve and then matching our offer strategy with that pain point, right? We wanna specifically match our offer so that it's focused on outcomes, right? It's not focused on buttons and bells and whistles and features and functions and how many videos are in your training or how many weeks they're gonna be working with you. Those are all things that your logical brain wants to back up your purchase decision, but they're gonna make the purchase decision first based on the outcomes that you're promising them. So you need to be very clear when you're developing your offer strategy, how you're communicating the benefit that you're providing to the segment that you've chosen. And then the third big mistake I'm seeing a lot of people make is that there's no launch strategy. So a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, you know, I put this offer out and it bombed or um, no one seems to be buying or I have this program and it's not getting filled. And more often than not, when we dig into it with my clients or the people in my community, they're just not turning up the volume enough. We think that we're being louder than we think that, than, than we actually are. So our audience needs to hear from us 
over and over again, because think about it, even as consumers ourselves, we're inundated by messages every single day. And so it's very important for you to make sure that people know about your offers. You need to be able to communicate with your audience in a way that's effective, that makes sure that they know how to work with you. So obviously we don't want to be pushing, uh, information on people that they don't want, but we do want to make sure that it's available to the people who do want what we have to offer. So having a marketing strategy or attraction marketing strategy or a launch strategy in place to make sure that you're getting that offer in front of the people who actually want it and need it is essential, right? Because you're not going to be able to shine your light if you're hiding it under a bushel. All right. So those are the three big mistakes that I'm seeing a lot of businesses make. So to help you out, I've put together a free gift for you. The link is above. It is my audience Intel accelerator kind of cheat sheet action sheet for you. So it's the 10 essential questions that I have narrowed down based on all the work that I've done for the past 20 years with big brands, as well as working one-on-one with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and local businesses, specifically to dig into and identify the magic words, the parts that are going to be key for you in segmenting, developing your offer, and making sure that you're getting these offers in front of the people that need them most. So click the link above, grab the free gift while it's still free, and I'd love to continue the conversation with you. So feel free to drop any questions below. I will come back here and check and see if you have any questions about anything I shared today. So wishing you luck and success in your business this week, and always catch you guys on the next episode next week. Bye.